By that man you just heard there. Yes, sir. This is Zane and Moles. Yes. Podcast of Rambling Randomness. Oh, well, you know who I am. Yes. I'm Zane. He is. And here with me, the host, the Robert Duvall of the podcast world in Cairo. Here's Mole. <laughs> Robert Duvall. All right, cool. He, he, um, was, he was big in the was, 60s. He was and big that in the is 60s. what our topic is today yes. the sexy 60s. The sexy 60s. Past where everybody wore hats and ladies had flowers in their right. hair. Yeah, baby. Oh, it was great. The year that Austin Powers pretended to be in those decades, that decade right there. <laughs> that's horrible. That's, that's where we go. You know, we didn't live in the 60s, nope. but that's where Austin Powers where is Austin from. Austin Powers says he is from. Oh, how is everything? Oh, everything is just gravy, my friend, and it's groovy at the same time, seeing as how it is a 60s show. And how are you, my friend? It was a good week. My sister came up yesterday. I got the uh, I got to pick her up from the airport. That was exciting. That I really fun. enjoyed doing that. Always fun. I uh, I gave some blood. Not not for fun this time. <laughs> Just, um, you know, I had some blood tests, so I had to fast for twelve hours. Uh-oh. Which honestly, it, for me, is not a problem. No. I can fast. I do it from you know every day from when I wake up till about nine o'clock at night. See, I'd fast, I, but I, it takes so long to do it. I I. I <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I can live on coffee and cigarettes for the most part. <laughs> but the problem right is, though, when uh, 1.30 in the morning rolled around Wednesday, I started thinking about an egg sandwich oh, with bacon and oh, cheese man. and bacon. The New York sandwich. I think it's, I said bacon twice. I think you did, but it's always good to put <laughs> bacon on I wanted twice. bacon on it. And I realized that I was like, shit, man, they even have a nice little day. Remember that guy that we did the uh, the 50th birthday party yes. for where yes. the, the, the fight yep. all broke out at the yeah. beginning of the year? Well, he runs the this little cafe right in the Jefferson Heights nice. uh, medical center there. Okay. And I was like, well, of course I'll get a sandwich after it. And I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I But at 1.30 in the morning, that's all I could think about. Oh. And I, I think I wanted even more because I knew I couldn't have it. Yep. Oh. Other than that. You know, I like I said, I, yesterday I had off. It was a fairly good week. Crazy as always. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see wrestling tonight. We are, man. I'm so excited. I can't wait. You like, know, so how's everything with you? How was your week? You know, everything the, was okay? Everything is good. You know, um, it, it's the holiday season getting ready Fuck for Fuck that. Me. It ain't holiday season no, no, no. yet. Don't be talking that shit. Thanksgiving. Yeah, but still, we're getting it ain't holiday ready. season yet. That, that starts about this All week right. coming. Okay. I, I Let say, me rephrase that. I say Sunday begins the yes. the prep. Now, food-wise, we have to start getting this shit together for Thanksgiving early. This is what we do at my house. Dude, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of going to the Leeds Inn. Right. They are having a brunch buffet for like 24 bucks. It is a spread. Really? Oh, man, I was reading about it in the Penny Saver or whatever oh, the hell we get in there in the mail. 
Fucking A, man. Yo, like, I, I won't list it off because I really don't remember, but it was, like, Filet of Soul, you know, Angus Top Round, what? you know, a, all, all types of things. You that know, not just, the, not just the regulars, but, yeah, all types of potatoes, right. different types of greens. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, wow. that sounds... Kind of so nice. Really good, <laughs> yeah, and oh. then, then they're doing a dinner one for like $4 more, and you get right. even more shit. Jesus. Yeah. God. So, uh, yeah. You know what? On today's show. Yeah, you know what it's, it's about? It's, it's No Holds Barred 60s. No Holds Barred. Decades that defined a generation. Could be rock, could be country, whatever. A decade of the Duke. Yes. John Wayne, baby. Robert Redford. Frank Sinatra. The oh. Beatles, the band, and the Beach Boys. Yes. And Burt Lancaster. Bees. The four Bs. <laughs> what a time. What a time. I wasn't there, but I know a guy. I know a guy. I know, I know a guy very well. He's my father. He was there quite a bit. I wasn't there, but I know a guy. Like, everybody knows and, a guy. I know a guy that was from there. was on the cusp of going to Woodstock. He was there. Just could not get anywhere near it. I thought you were going to say it. Vietnam. No. He was a little young for Vietnam. But he was, he was the right age to go to Woodstock. And, you know, it didn't didn't quite pan out they made it there but with the last mile stretch you couldn't move he said wall-to-wall cars people he was like fuck this mile-long hippies just just yeah, just hippies. hanging out just hanging out hanging at that out. point couldn't get anywhere near it man oh but before we dive into that yes. uh, that music yes. where can they find us on the introspective web oh sir they could find us at www.digitalzoneent.com That is www.digitalzoneent.com It is updated. It's it nice. Is. I saw it's a picture of my good. Dugan in it. You did. Was kind of surprised about that. <laughs> it's but a, uh, it was okay. It's yeah. an old one because it it's got Lamet on yes. the top. Yes, yes. Without the picture. Yes. I there was something that I did notice. We got to put our own information in the contacts. We have that. Oh, no, it wasn't there when I checked it. No? Right, no, maybe. I saw... I saw, uh, I think it was uh, Big Slices of Wrong. No, um, if you go, I'll, I'll set it up better, but we do have a contacts page. Yeah, well, in our, con- like in our contacts, all I saw were two of them, and right. we weren't on it. <laughs> we'll have to check that out, because that ain't right. Yeah, and the <laughs> only other problem I found is that I was using somebody else's internet, and uh, I went to an old episode, clicked it, and it just wouldn't play. But I tried it at my house again. It, it worked fine. Yeah, so it must have been there. Must internet. be somebody's internet, yeah. But I must say, yeah, it's like you know, the, the Weebly server is not the best. I you know, no, come to but learn. thankfully, you know, we we use uh, archive.org for a lot of our hosting, and they're actually really good. Yeah, but uh, you know, but when uh, you're trying to I let you continue, you've been doing excellent. Thank you so oh, much for keeping you. up on that shit. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, why don't we get into our first? Point? No, no, you you, you got to find us on the Twitter. Oh too. my God, yes, and the you YouTube. And the I'm YouTube. sorry, I cut you off. That's you why. Did. I That's why I got all distracted and stuff. You can find us. At Twitter at Digital Zone ENT and at YouTube at Digital Zone Entertainment. It's easier to find if you add that entertainment at the end there. Really? Yes, sir, yes. Where else can you find us on the Facebook machine? They can find us on the Facebook. D-Z-E-N-T. That's the one. Search bar. <laughs> We're all excited about this wrestling Check show, people. Out. All right, first song. Yes. Well, I'm going to get into a man that. This is actually his first big hit, and it just happens to be the last year of the decade we are talking about, 1969. He hit number 10 on the charts with Guitar Zan. This is Mr. Ray Stevens. A 
he's free as the breeze, he's always at ease. He lives in the jungle and hangs by his knees as he swings through the trees without a trapeze in his BVD. <laughs> he's got a union card and he's practicing hard to play the guitar. Gonna be a big star, yeah, he's gonna go far and carry moonbeams home in a jar. He ordered Chet's guitar core, COD, makes A and E, and he's working on B and Dig, C and W and R and B, and me and the chimpanzee agree that one day soon he'll be a celebrity. Get it, get it, get it, get it out, guitar man. He's a guitar man. He's all you can stand. Give him a got a girl named Jane with no last name, kind of homely and plain, but he loves her just the same, cause she kindles a flame and it drives him insane when he hears her sing, she really does her thing, it's her claim to fame, come on, sing one Jane. He likes to get drunk and sing boogie-woogie and it sounds real funky. Come on, your time, boy. Sing one, monkey. Here we go. Let's hit for the monkey! Woo! On Saturday night, they need some excitement. Jane gets right and the monkey gets tight and their voices unite in the pale moonlight and it sounds all right. Yeah, it's dynamite. It's out of sight, let's hear it right now. in a studio version. I didn't plan that either, though. I wasn't trying to piss. Uh, I, I'm actually looking to see. I was like, I bet I could find one without the fucking claps. I, I guarantee you they're all in them. Uh, I guarantee you. But anyway, song. we are all about the 60s while Zane tries to prove me wrong. Some of my favorite songs from the 60s just happen to be, you know, like hippie tracks, psychedelic tracks. <clears throat> I do believe I am a Ray Stevens aficionado. I would know. <laughs> he actually put claps in a lot of his, uh, a couple of his songs. All right, well, I won't bother. See, he's, uh, ah, I yeah. win. <laughs> 
well, I can't do it because you're waiting for me to like I talk know. and shit. You know, you can't carry this goddamn thing. So I guess I gotta I talk about care. the okay. turtles or right, or Benny look, King. Look, Eddie look. Floyd. I'm gonna sit back here then. Go ahead, let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you. No. You know, that there's a lot of artists that came out of the '60s. Oh, there it's is. funny because if if you don't put a list in front of me, I couldn't tell you half of them. I could probably name them off, but they all probably started like. Well, know. yeah, a lot of the ones that I even really know over later sixties, yeah. between sixty-seven and later. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, no, number one in the in the sixties, they got to say the Beatles. Well, yeah, you That's know, they, they did say. dominate. They, they they dominated the mid the, to late sixties. They yep. did dominate. Yes. Um, they were what do you think? What Fuck. do you think was the last one to touch, like in the Billboard Hot 100 in the 60s? In the 60s, because they were just coming on big at the end. Right, right. You know, um, it's your boys there with the stickers everywhere and the tie dye. Oh, the Grateful Dead. Baby. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yes, it's, yes. it's funny how you know they really get incorporated because of how big of an impact they had in what one, right, two it, years, two right years, at the end, and then they, you know, they t- basically took over the '70s and the '80s. Like that's when the Dead was basically. Yeah, they say, yeah. It's like once again, I wasn't there, but I know a guy. Sick, yeah, yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> I know a few guys. <laughs> Ah, oh, but uh, dude, like the like like you mentioned before, the Turtles, Happy Together, that song came out what like sixty eight, I want to say. Yeah, I, I think I played that one on you the did, on the yeah. groovy sixties. Yes, the psychedelic. Yeah, because that was a psychedelic song labeled. I, I did. It, it was. Yeah, uh, I did. A t- I think I did an okay job you with did? that. that no, was, that was a tough episode. That for was me. a very tough episode. I'm not a big sixties fan, but I've done my fucking homework this time. You did and and hell yeah, you like you know that our opening, like I said yes. before, wasn't written by you know uh, by Frank. Frank no. never wrote a damn thing in his no. life. No, <laughs> you know that song got Elvis famous. Didn't you know, in uh, what year was it? Oh, it doesn't even say what year, but it was actually yeah. Oh, in '66. Okay. Yeah, in 66, he made it famous, but it was written in 61 and was done by Bob Shane and the Kingston Trio. Ah, see? The Kingston Trio. And then, of course, it was, them used, on uh, it was used on The Sopranos yes. as the season two opener. Guy walks into a psychiatric's office. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> there was also artists that like put out a lot of songs in the 60s that I honestly forgot like put out songs in the 60s. Like that started, you know what it, I mean? Well, like, you know, I I kind of like deep cuts, and the problem is I don't know a lot of '60s like artists that I'm right. really like, oh man, them my them my boys. Yeah. So I don't know a ton of deep cuts. So like, really, all of the very know a lot of songs, right? And but they're all popular, yeah. and everybody's heard them all, right? You know, so I just kind of went ahead and tried to pick some of my favorites from a little I, bit of all over, right? I mean, I tried to keep them uh, there. A lot of they are, you know, probably popular ones, but I tried to keep them not the ones you hear on the radio all the time. You know what I mean, like. Or at the weddings. <laughs> yeah, that too, you know, because those are the ones that always come to my mind first. That's why, yeah. But I like uh, digging back in, man. Like, you know, like I said, the BG started in the 60s. You wouldn't think that. They're normally a 70s band. Did they make – oh, they might, might not have made my list in front of me. The Bee Gees, the yeah. Bee Gees. Because I want to say, I, I don't think I saw them on the top 100 list. Right. Because they were just, they weren't like the big, big band that they were in the 70s. It's funny, the Righteous Brothers are only number 63. Really? But is that because they were really big in the 50s? I think because they started... Or did they, like, because in my mind, it seems like the Righteous Brothers were really paved the way for a lot of folk music. I think they had, like, it was like hit or miss. Like, I think they were like, uh, they had like three or four songs spread out through the 60s. And then the seventies, I think their music actually took over a little bit more. Yeah, they don't really have they don't have the Bee Gees in the top one hundred here. Really? No, I think they don't. 
Uh, That's surprising, me. though, because they had hits. Pink from Floyd was at 101 of, on yeah, their yeah. list. I was about to bring up Pink Floyd. Like, it's another band you wouldn't think, like, that you, you know, wouldn't think. Had one of the groups I chose didn't make the list. It's 128, Three Dog Night mm. is one of the groups I chose. Yeah, they were big in 68, man, because they yeah. were laughing and shit. And that's when uh, their, uh, that's when that Jeremiah was a bulldog. That one was big. Yeah. 68 or 69, right? One of those yeah, two. I, yeah, I feel like I must have skipped over because I still don't see the Bee Gees in the top 200. Yeah, no. That's kind of weird, though, because the Bee Gees definitely should be up there. But I am just I am just scanning, scanning through this through. list. So um, maybe it's there, maybe it's maybe. not. But you know what? Let's get into song number two. Let's do this, man. Let's Let me say, oops. Oh, you motherfucker. I just closed the wrong window. That's all right. That's we'll all right. It's all, all right. Good. While I get this back up here, let good. me tell you a little about this song. Yeah. This song is, uh, oh, there it goes. People are strange. I'll tell you more about it after. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange. People are strange. When you're a stranger, faces look ugly When you're alone, women seem wicked When you're unwanted, streets are uneven When you're down And that's the doors. People are strange. Yes. They weren't lying. No. You Not know, and uh, that song was written 1967, was? composed by Robbie and Jim. Yes. You know, but they actually they gave credit evenly throughout the band. You know, for every song that they actually that they uh, they wrote, didn't matter who wrote it, they evenly distributed credit. Hmm. At least that was in the late 60s when they right. were still. You know, I never seen that movie. The Doors with yeah, Val Kilmer? Yeah, I love me some Val Kilmer. Very Even Fat movie, Val. But I don't remember. I like Fat Val, actually. I, I think he's a great actor. There, there's a movie called The Saltine Sea, which is like was a straight-to-DVD release kind of deal, but one of the best movies I've seen. Yes, you know, I, I, 
I've seen the movie Doors uh, two or three times, but honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell you what happened in it off the top of my head now. They took some drugs. Well, a lot of drugs. And there were some doors in it. I remember seeing doors. And in the middle, in the beginning, <laughs> there was a sequence in the desert where they were driving, and there was a lizard. That's the only thing I remember. That was because. Oh wait, that was Wayne's World. No, he called himself <laughs> the Lizard King. So that's the only reason I. I think actually, Wayne's World was parodying that. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Um, that song peaked at number twelve on the top one hundred chart, which I'm surprised at because that's kind of. It was a very counterculture song. Even at that time, yeah. it really wasn't like a song that I'd expect to be all that popular. Was look this up if you can. Was that before or after they were on Ed Sullivan? Um, I will let you know. Because they did light my fire, and then they got kicked off to Ed Sullivan after they performed it because they went against what Ed wanted them to say. Oh, really? Yeah, he wanted to cut out uh, "Baby, We Could uh, Get Much Higher" that line and say something else. And he didn't. And he didn't. Yeah. He looked right at the camera and went, "Baby couldn't get much higher," and he like announced it like. And then at the end, after they were backstage, I, the famous quote was Ed Sullivan said, "You'll never play the Ed Sullivan show again." And Jim Morrison goes, "We just did." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "We don't need to. We don't need to. We already done. <laughs> we already done Sullivan." Yeah. I know my first experience of that song was uh, through one of my favorite films, is The Lost Boys. Oh, great. Yep, when it was covered in 88 by Echo and the Bunny Man. Yes. It was also covered in the year 2000. Can you believe that was 2000 when that album came out? Yeah. By a little group called Twisted that uh, both me and Mole know a little bit. A little bit. On that album, Freak Show, pianist George Wilson also covered it on his album, Nights Divided by Day. Wow. Music of the Doors. There you go. Yep, and I'll check out the Ed Sullivan thing during right after this. Well, Crown Jewel was a thing. That fucking happened. Yeah, Brock I was Lesnar's spoiling it for you last, last week on the show. Yes, but uh, goddamn Brock Lesnar, Universal Champion. Champion! For no reason. He's only got, all right, he just signed a new contract with WWE. He's only got to defend that thing three times. Survivor Series? So he's going to win it twice and lose it once? Basically, he's going to lose it probably at Survivor Series, win it back before WrestleMania. And have his big match at WrestleMania, and then that's it. But the uh, the, the the big news is, uh, you know, the, the the Survivor Series lineup this year, man. Let me let me let me get this out real quick and show you guys just a little bit of what is going down at Survivor Series 2018. All right, we have the heavyweight champion as of right now. AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. Champion versus champion match. No belts are on the line in any of these matches, of course. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Wait, so, oh yeah, they can't put the, the, both those belts right, on the line. Right. Because then they'll have the, the, the Chris Jericho par- parody. Yeah, yeah, the, the you know. Or, the, not parody. <laughs> <laughs> Paradox, yeah, that's yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> then we got, we got Ronda Rousey 
and versus Becky Lynch for the, you know, not for any titles, but again, you know, Raw versus SmackDown. We got men's Team Raw versus men's Team SmackDown. Team Raw is Braun Strowman. Or sorry, Team, yes, Team Raw is Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, and To Be Determined, which is a great team, by the way. To Be, to be Determined, they're everywhere these days. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I like Strowman and Ziggler, yeah. but I still, I can't get behind Drew McIntyre. Really? I can't get behind him. I don't, oh, I don't he think destroyed, he's any good He destroyed Kurt Angle this week on Raw. Yeah, but um, that's fucking Kurt Angle. Versus Team SmackDown of Daniel Bryan, The Miz, Shane McMahon, Samoa Joe, and Rey Mysterio Jr. I like that team. That is a good team. Shane O, I could do without, but... And I'm a raw is, man. I'm a raw man through and through. I run red, baby. I run red. And Shane O'Mac is the best wrestler in the world, people, according to uh, WWE's uh, he tournament is jewel. now. He is the crown jewel. <laughs> raw Not one of those ones that you put in your pussy no, that uh, exactly. what's-her-name was selling. Don't, Shit's don't work, ladies. No, not at all. Don't be putting. Don't be putting jewels in your puss. Rocks in your be in your bee <laughs> you, shooter. You don't need the cooch hole fucking plug. You don't need that. Team Raw Women's versus Team SmackDown Women's. Alexa Bliss captain, and four to be determined women because they can't make up their minds on Raw versus Team SmackDown of Charlotte Flair, Carmella, Naomi, Asuka, and Sonya Deville. Fan. Pretty good team there. That is a very good team. Pretty good team. Um, let's see. Mid-card championship. Seth Rollins, the IC belt, not being defended again. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Mr. Cock and Knocker. That ought to be a great match, actually. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nock. Fucking Raw Tag Team Champions, the AOP versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Bar. Of Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh, they're, they're, they're the champs on SmackDown now? Yes, sir. They beat the New Day. Uh, let's see what else we got here. And the last match on the card, at least that they're advertising for the main card of Survivor Series, the Cruiserweight Championship. Buddy Murphy, the champ, versus Mustafa Ali, the quote-unquote heart and soul of 205 Live. Sounds like a really good card because Mustafa Sounds Ali can fun. go and so can Buddy Murphy. And rarely do you get that opportunity where they actually put the the wrestlers. Like, I always thought that would have been, like, how they should really set up the dynamic in general. Right. Is have them on both shows, but have it be a faction thing. Yeah. Like I, but hey, who am I? I'm just yeah. a guy sitting in a chair shooting off opinions. We're just the guys watching that shit. That's all. So, breaking news. The night was September 17th, 1967. Aha. When the doors appeared on the Ed Sullivan show. There we so go. So, this was the same year. Same year. Don't know exactly the date that... Uh, oh, shit. They released it in September of 67. Oh, it shit. was the same month. Wow. All right. Mm. Cool. I don't have an exact date here for when the song was released. Um, maybe, maybe it was released on the Ed that, Sullivan show. That might have been the first, first song they played, because I can't remember. They did play two songs on the Ed Sullivan show in the same show. You know what I mean? Like, they came back and did one song and did the second song. And I know the second song was Light My Fire, and he had a bitch fit about that. Light My Fire. Light My Fire with the next tune, my man. Yes. So, the next tune is 1967's The Ohio Players. Did you play this one? No, Fire. Not Love Roller Coaster. All right. No, no. No. They had a lot of good songs in the 60s. See, I'm not a big, big knower of the Ohio players, yes. so anytime we say it, I'm just going to say, haven't you played this already? <laughs> After a couple of them? Yeah, probably, but I ain't going <laughs> to. But this is their second biggest hit. This is Fire. <laughs>
Got me there. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> well, sir, I believe. Good news! Good news, everyone! Good news, everyone! I'm in terrible pain. How is that good news? It's not. I've run out of good news brand herbal supplement. Good news. Good, good news. Breaking Breaking news from the weird, weird world of the 1960s. And from the help of WeirdUniverse.net, I have come across some interesting stories. Have you? Yes. All right. Like, did you know, in May of 1960, a monthly magazine that the Police Relief Association reported that the coffee shop in San Diego's police headquarters has reported its most successful month ever. Ever? Thanks to the honor system. Oh, of paying for donuts and rolls, which has posted a new record low loss of only $15.64. 1960, $15.64 of a loss in donut and coffee. Is that like $80 now? That's like that? probably more like, you know, 
$9,333, if, if my, uh, my ad is, my math is correct. We also have the story, which came from 1960 as well. This was September, the tomato-squeezing husband. When testifying to a Cincinnati jury about why she was seeking a divorce, Rita Adams explained her husband never talked to her and did odd things like squeezing a tomato in my face. What? The divorce was granted. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, I got a bunch oh. of them. We got uh, go. November we got 1965. <gasps> Airline introduces the bubble bonnet. No, that's that shit you saw in all them B sci-fi movies. Yeah. So, Bramf Airlines debuted a space-age fashion accessory for its stewardess, the Bubble Bonnet, oh, designed shit. by Emilio Pusky. Pushy. 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 Yep. Emilio Pushy. The airline explained that the purpose of the bonnet was to protect the hair of the stewardess from the wind and rain as they crossed the tarmac. Stewardess, however, complained that it was hard to hear anyone while wearing it. Yeah, they were wearing a goddamn fishbowl on their head. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let me give you one more. Let's one, one more. more. Let's do one more. We'll, we'll go. We'll go to the uh, to the late sixties here. Mm. Oh, I read this one last night. I'll give you two more. Okay. Because this one's just ridiculous. All right. Just the headline alone: Teenagers hooked on periwinkle. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Actually, I'll tell you that. During a juvenile court hearing, a 15-year-old Florida boy. Florida. That's, that's all I'm going to say about Just that. Just have to say Florida. Got periwinkle addiction in Florida. Makes all the sense in the world to me. <laughs> but entombed in ice in February 1968. This, is, this, is, uh, this one's interesting. Right, let me hear this one. In Earlton, New Jersey, uh, a chance to see a bikini-clad model... Pam Craig was entombed inside 5,000-pound blocks of ice for 48 hours. What? Drew a massive—I've heard about this. Drew a massive crowd, mostly by high school boys. During her entombment, Craig lay inside a a plexiglass coffin— Yes, a plexiglass coffin that was was to prevent her from feeling the cold— Hunger okay. or thirst. You know, it was, she was supposed to stay in it for 48 hours. Okay. Spectators viewed her through a small window through the ice. The crowd was far larger than anticipated, and when the start of the event was temporarily delayed, young men surged forward shouting, Fraud, and we want to see the broad. <laughs> <laughs> they had to be... The, the, the police were dispensed. However, the entombment eventually commenced, and, and 48 hours later, Craig reemerged seemingly none the worse for wear from the icy ordeal. Oh, shit. Oh, man, them boys. Them boys, boys. want to see that girl in her bikini. <laughs> and that is the good news from the 1960s. Good news. Everyone, good news, multiplayers. Good news everyone good news everyone i'm in terrible pain how is that good news it's not i've run out of good news brand herbal supplement <laughs> that was the news oh sir why don't we get into your second song my second song 
is done by that group that I spoke about at the beginning of the show. Yes. This song is Three Dog Night. Mm. Feeling all right. Now you say, Zane, how was that Three Dog Night? Feeling all right? That's Joe Cocker. I say, yes, I know. Joe Cocker made that shit famous. Yes, he did. But come to find out, Joe Cocker stole everything. Yes, he did, including with a little help from my friends from the Beatles. Yeah, there is more information about this song than I care to even explain. But um, Dave Mason wrote it, recorded it with the group in '68. Nice. Off the second, off their second self-titled album, <laughs> because you need to have more than one That's self-titled true. album. I guess I'm guessing they called it two. <laughs> but Joe Cocker made it popular. Word. Back in in '69. Nice. So uh. Yeah, but they they got into all types of fights about over who wrote whose song in Three Dog Night, and man, they there was like nine thousand band members of Three Dog Night, and And come to find out that one of them still plays by the name Three Dog Night. Probably Chuck Negron. I think he's off of his heroin shit now. He's trying to make some money. Is he trying to make some cash? Yeah. Well, let's get into the track here. This is our friends Three Dog Night, and they're feeling all right.
and all right by Three Dog Night. And I was just telling uh, the mole man over here that that song, they need to get rid of some of that organ in it so you can hear that Chicago fucking uh, horn section in there because they they blow that track out the water and all you hear is a baseball game like trying to ride through it. Uh, You know that that song wasn't just made by them. They, They were the ones that originally wrote it, but it has been covered by freaking a lot of folks. Like everybody, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll throw the list out here. Yeah. Um, we had Monto Santamero Mera in, okay. in 96. Grand Funk Railroad did it in 69. Uh, oh, no. There, there was, it was in 71. I'm sorry. I'm reading that backwards. Three Dog Night, Lou Rowles, Fifth Ooh. Dimension, Rare Earth, Gladdy Knight, and the Pips, Paul Weller, the Jackson Five, Mark... Marco Parker and Isaac Hayes all all laid, laid their hands to that song. God damn, that's a lot of people. And oh, that- wait, but I'm not done. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we had Dusty Hill as Easy Top, Keith Richards, Kid Rock, Tom Petty, Jackson Brown, <laughs> Jeff Lyle, Steve Winward, and music director Paul Shafford performed it all together in 2004 for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, geez. Like, everybody's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna play me some. It's all right. Feeling all right. <laughs> you know, I really like the Grand Funk Railroads version too. Oh, I love Grand Funk in general. Yeah, the, their version is. Uh, I I really didn't think that that was a cover because it's really not. It's 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 very different song. Even yeah. that one in Joe Cocker's is fairly different. True, true. And I don't re- remember hearing ever the Jackson Five's version, or a couple of the others. But right, that would right, just be yeah. one that, that that comes to mind. The Jackson Five, come to find out, recovered a lot of people's music. Yeah, that I would never even knew. Like, sir, we have a breakthrough. I am President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. And I've traveled back in time from the future to address your stinking ass. Sir? I tell you, well, today's a day that Mr. Camacho did not need to tell us that we need more violence on TV. No. The day in history section will be changed up until my father gets off of his his bootay and starts doing them again. (laughs) Word. But until then, I will be bringing you the days of history. That is the Zane, El Zano, bringing you today was not a good day. No. Leading in the news, it was 1938 on this day. That was uh, the foreshadowing of what some people don't believe happened. But the Holocaust did happen, and it started basically today when the German Nazis launched a campaign against of terror against the Jewish people on their homes and businesses in Germany and Austria. Oh. I'm not going to get into much more of that. You got, There's plenty of history out there. You can all learn. I, uh, I like to keep the positive tip on that one. Yes. Uh, what happened also? 56. The French philosopher and author Jean-Paul Starty? Starty? Okay. Sure. Man, I'm terrible with names. Me too. Don't feel bad. Uh, but he was a long uh, admirer of the Soviet Union, denounces both the USSR and the communist system, feeling that it failed. I, You know what? Fuck it. He's right. <laughs> they were a failed experiment you know, like Democrats I, and Republicans. Uh, I, I, I'm... I'm not. I'm kind of wishy-washy on communism, and not because there's there's a lot of there's I'm a lot of there's a lot of static points. that comes along with it. But you know what? Some the one thing I liked points. about it, hey, what I have, my neighbor has. You know, we have everything that we need. Yep. 
Um, Socialism. And, and then we go to the market. We get what says what we need. If I lived that way and grew up that way, I don't see it being a problem. No. If it worked, if it was done right, the problem is people are greedy and humans but, uh, have. Uh, but socialism is wrong because <laughs> everybody. No, God forbid, people are equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's it, communism. The, the, to the base roots of it, it made sense to me. Like until they get that person that like, goes, I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, brought yeah. down to one sentence, it makes sense. Right. For this guy, right. I, I, I'm only talking about this guy here. And right. I'm not saying that communism is good. <laughs> not talking about going and killing. But I'm not people. saying that capitalism is good either. Right. Shit. Ah, uh, the Great Northeastern Blackout happened today in '65. Hmm. I didn't yep. know that. I wasn't there, no. but that happened at dusk. The biggest power failure in U.S. history occurred in all of New York State, portions of several na- neighboring states, and parts of eastern Canada plunged into darkness. Wow. It was a good day to see the stars. It was a good day. I, 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 bet, I bet New York City was like, holy shit, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what year was that? That was 65. 65, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, shit. 1970, the Vietnam War, the Supreme Court refuses to rule the... The legality of the Vietnam War. Oh. That's where the Supreme Court refused to hear the challenge of the mm-hmm. state of Massachusetts. Actually brought them to court saying, why are we having the Vietnam War? Wow. And the vote was six to three. The justices rejected their effort of the state to bring a suit into the federal court in defense of Massachusetts residents claiming their protection their protection, where to go? Protection under the state law allowed them to refuse military service in an undeclared war. Oh wow, that's I didn't know that. No, me neither. That's cool. In in another '60s related, uh, 1968, three months ago was the first air date of Rowan and Martin's Laughing on NBC. I've never seen it. It was a precursor to Saturday Night Live, basically. We'll call it. Lorne Michaels actually wrote for it, which is kind of funny. I didn't think about that till now. <laughs> and one thing, in the Old West, we're going way back now. We're going way back. 1875, followers of Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse identified as hostiles. Really? Yeah. On this day, Indian inspector E.C. Watkins submits a report to D.C. stating that hundreds of... The uh, the Indians associated with Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse are hostile to the United States. In God, doing that... so, Watkins set in motion a series of events that Americans would really like to forget. Well, that's it. That's that Zane's glad day see, in history. Glad to see this shit hasn't changed much since, you know, back in the yeah, day with the government. Yeah. Uh, well. More violence on TV. Not today. No. We don't need that today. Not today. Come on. Oh, and uh, our hearts and prayers go out to another fucking mass shooting that happened, what, just yesterday? Yeah, dude, I'm tired of hearing about this stuff, Dude, man. you know they actually said they were saying that actually three, Not that I'm tired three of it, happened but... in New York this year? I don't even remember hearing about them. Two in Buffalo and yeah. one somewhere else. Yeah. But I don't even remember hearing about those. And now Thousand Oaks, 13 people dead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, sad. man. It's sad. And it's age... sad that we're all desensitized to it now. That's what I'm saying, yo. It's just... Day to day, we don't even know the shit happens. But you know what? I'm Back to some my, music, my, my third friend. Song. Bring, bring me up. You know what? This is an artist that you know we hear a lot of about the '60s, and he died way too soon, Mr. Jimi Hendrix. But this isn't one of his, you know, popular, famous songs. No, he really wasn't big in the '60s. No, this was this was recorded in 1969. Like I think it was right, uh, no '68. Sorry, late '68. This is called Angel. 
I don't think I've ever heard that song, so oh, I didn't much care for it all that much. No. But thank you anyway for introducing me to some Jimmy it, I have not was, heard. You know, you it was go. different. I I enjoyed that. It was, it was very different. Yeah. Now. There's a mole in my head, and it's blind. Oh, yeah, so blind, so blind. Well, you know, I often find myself sitting and wondering, you know, like alternate realities, like what would happen back in the day. And, uh, this 60s show got me thinking about Woodstock and for some reason one of my favorite other pastimes watching the Three Stooges. So uh question popped into my head, what would one of the Three Stooges sound like at Woodstock? Well, thanks to Billy West, we're going to find out. So, Larry Fine from the Three Stooges at Woodstock. I'm Alison Steele, the Nightbird, with a Woodstock Minute. Very few people realize that most groups appearing at the Woodstock Festival did not make it into the Woodstock movie. Artists such as Leslie Weston Mountain, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and the Jefferson Airplane. But the most glaring error was the omission of Larry Fine of the Three Stooges, whose backstage contributions were the backbone of the festival. <laughs> This is beautiful. It's beautiful. Hey, who is that ugly broad? Janet Joplin? I wouldn't f*** her with chimps. Yes, Larry Fine was feeling no pain. Hey, Mo, I'm getting dizzy. What's hashish? It wasn't long before the crowd was won over by Larry as he led them in the infamous rain chant. Hey, come on, you ass. It's raining out. We gotta make it stop raining. Larry got to know stars like Jimi Hendrix. Hey, Jimmy, is it my imagination or has Santana's drummer been taking a solo for a day and a half? <laughs> hey, man, Larry, you are so cool. Thanks, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, who's the darky with the needle in his arm? That's my good friend. We experiment with drugs together. Larry was asked to make several stage announcements. Which wasn't so easy, because he was drunk. Oh, please don't eat the brown asses. I'm warning you, please get off those towers. I had long hair before any of you jerk-offs. Get on off those towers, you hard-ons. Don't eat the brown asses, I'm warning you. And somebody find me a whore. Larry advised many of the up-and-coming stars, like Country Joe and the Fish. Hey, Mr. Fine, excuse me, you got a minute? Hey, country, how you doing? Hey, what are you and the fishes gonna do when you get out on stage? Oh, man, I don't know what to do. I got no ideas. I got it. Why don't you go out there and spell f***? Hey, man, great idea. Now get out there before I take an axe handle to your colon. Country Joe was truly inspired. Give me an F! Go for it, country. Give me a U! Hey, don't forget the K. At the end. Larry doubted his usefulness at Woodstock, but he soon realized he was an integral part of the festival. 
In one of Larry's last recorded interviews, he spoke in great detail about the three days of peace and love. What do you remember about Woodstock? Well, I felt out of place until I saw Shanana. Did you do drugs? I said to Mo, let's trip. We have nothing to lose. I tie-dyed my hair. Was there alcohol abuse? Oh, yes. I started drinking when I heard Crosby, Stills, and Nash. To this day, if you listen to Crosby, Stills, and Nash, you could hear faintly in the background a drunken Larry Fine singing along with the group. It's getting to the point where I'm no fun anymore. <laughs> Larry Fine, not just one of the Three Stooges, but an integral part of the Woodstock Festival. Mo gave Jimmy the lighter fluid idea for lighting the guitar. So you take credit for that? Yeah, I said let the Schwarzer light himself on fire and his stupid guitar. Are you bitter about Woodstock? Bitter? Hell yeah. Those the schnooks and Warner Brothers stiffed me on the movie deal for Woodstock. Larry Fine. And that's what Larry Fine would have sounded like back in Woodstock. And that's what's going on inside Paul's head. You heard containing six times ten to the twenty-third. That's a six with twenty-three zeros at the end. Much too big a number to comprehend. <laughs> oh, and with that, uh, <laughs> let me get back to the music here. Oh, man, did I set up the wrong? Oh, no, there it is. Nope. All right. All right. Yo, so my next song was made famous by Little Richard back in 1958. But my boys in Credence, they did it in 68. Good golly. Miss my.
And that was Credence with Good Golly, Miss and, and, Molly. And, and this... It was a nice day, so I was getting some work done. Nice. You know, because it rains like we're living in Seattle here. (laughs) But uh, I digress. (laughs) To football. To football. Dolphins win 13-6 in a pretty lackluster game against the J-T-E. Nope. (laughs) J-E-T-S. Fuck them. Fuck them Jets. (laughs) You know, so Dolphins needed to win to stay relevant at all. Their team's falling apart at the seams. Uh But, um... Into the fantasy world of football. Yes, yes. Last week was a big week in, in, in the replacements league. I made a mistake. Uh-oh. A friend offered a trade. And I, I honestly, I think I was like, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm, you have little faith. I'm not going to start rebuilding for next year. Right. But, he, you know, he put that bug in my head. I, I immediately, I, I turned him down immediately. And then somebody else asked. And I was like, you know what? Let's see what we can do. Right. And after, like, two days of, like, negotiating, and it was a lot of negotiating, I fucked myself. Uh-oh. Straight up. Uh-oh. But so last week, this is a trade that happened between two other players. We had Alvin Kamara, Allen Robertson, Mohamed Sanu, and Marquise Goodwin all traded. And th- this is a winning team. Right. They traded all those guys for, a, for Tom Brady, Lamar Miller, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. Now, one of those guys, the one that, that I talked about first— he is ready to win this year now. Okay. He's got a he's got a fucking loaded team now. And the other guy got Alvin Kamara, which he'll be a keeper. Right. Alvin's been running like mad all year. And that's a great keeper to have. I could have had a trade like this with him. But honestly, what he was giving up other than Alvin Kamara, I don't really care for anyway. Right. It, like it's really not all that good. But he got Tom Brady, Lamar Miller, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. Two of those guys right there. Are amazing receivers. Okay. You know, even even Mole knows yeah. who Tom Brady is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lamar Miller's been a good runner this year. So with that trade, I saw that and then I was like, all right, you know what? With a lot of a lot of goddamn uh talks, I I I got rid of my first three draft picks. Oh. That's insane. Why would you ever do that? And I say, honestly, it was a bad, bad call on my part, but you know what? I wasn't having the great year, right. and you know you gotta you if you're gonna if you're gonna try to gamble you gotta break some eggs. So I'm gambling, uh-huh. you know. So I traded away Kareem Hunt, Devonte Adams, oh, Melvin Gordon, which all had monster weeks. Right. Might I add, this was a very good week for them, and a guy named Chris Godwin, who's actually been pretty good, but he sits on my bench because uh, he's one of those receivers that I'm like, you'll get ten points if somebody's on a bye week or something. Right. And I traded all those for my keeper, Sony Michelle. He's a running back, rookie running back on New England right now. Now, New England's weird with their running backs because they'll play one guy one week, he'll get 200 yards, and then, then he won't play next week. Right. Like, they're crazy like that, but I think that they're really going to work this guy. Okay. You know, the, he's starting to get into the mix now, and I think next year he'll have a dynamite year. So that's where my big trade is. But I've also got... David Johnson, a running back. Right. I got a I got a tight end, David Najaku out of Cleveland. I needed a freaking tight end. 
the problem with tight ends, like, there's only, like, so, like four or five really amazing tight ends in the right. league, and you have to have one on your fantasy team. Okay. So if you don't have one of those top ones, you're really only, like, maybe getting five, ten points out of them. Yeah. And I've, I've been doing shit with my tight end oh, because okay. I thought I could get somebody in the draft, and I didn't. No. <laughs> but, and I also got Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, which... Uh, uh, I, I think I should have gotten a better better yeah. guy out of him. Oh. But I also gave I also put a challenge out to this guy, and I don't know if it will fly with the commissioner, but I said, if he wins, if, if my guy, because basically what we did now is we created two powerhouse teams. Okay. So now if my powerhouse that I traded to, if he wins the league this year, I want his second-round draft pick. For my third. Not right, not right, crazy, right. Right. You know, but I want his second-round pick because I gave up my three fucking big names yeah, yeah. in this trade for a keeper next year that, shit, what if he blows out his knees? That's, That's it. Done. He could blow it out tomorrow. Yep. You never know. So uh, I've bored you enough. I've chatted wow. enough about it. Uh, nobody really cares anyway, but oh, that is the do. fantasy world in Zane Sports League. Food Sunset. Ball. Rain. Splashes. Big Greek god man throwing... Pigskin down the field. Joe Theismann. Leg broken. Career ended. Mr. John Madden. That's football. That's football. Little Giants. Ed (laughs) O'Neill. Oh, and I'm going to get into my last song here, sir. We can't do the 60s without doing the Beatles. Fuck them Beatles. I know. But. I think I got a keeper here for you that you might I like. I must say, you, you usually do pick out this, some of the better Beatles songs. Now, now this was a B-side that featured Eric Clapton on the finished product. Claptonian. But this is Mr. George Harrison. Sorry. <laughs> of the Beatles, with the Beatles, in their well, Escher demo there better not guitar. be fucking clapping in it. That's all I'm saying. Gently weeps. No, sir. No talking. No, no clapping. Talking, no talking. <laughs> Just goodness. And it sounds totally different than the uh, finished final product, by the way. So here we go. Beatles. My guitar gently weeps. I don't know how 
So she sounds a lot different than the original version. So it's okay. Well, not fucking the original. Beatles. You know what I mean. Fucking Beatles. I know it's the Beatles. You know, if it wasn't for the Beatles. No music. We would have no music. That's, That's right. basically what, what people tell me. They invented they, music. They invented music. <laughs> Without them, I wouldn't be able to blame the British. That's, see, there you go. Without the Beatles, we wouldn't have wings. That's what I'm saying. Paul McCartney oh, I thought like chicken wings. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that. I would have a newfound respect. <laughs> they invented chicken wings. <laughs> I got a list for you. Oh, let's hear this. Now, I, I try to normally, you know, somehow find a way to fit it in. There's really no fitting this one in. Kind of segwayed I, I, in there. But yeah, I, uh, I really couldn't find a good 60s list of yeah. other than, you know, movies, music, music actors, or, yeah. blah, 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 blah. You know, and I did have some cool uh, stories there from that I talked about in the news. Right. But uh, so I got from smashinglists.com. <laughs> Mm. Um, this is uh, the 10 most ridiculous overpriced gifts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> number 10 is a cologne. Clive Christian number one for women. 50 milliliters. That's very small. That's, that's like agree. a, that's, that's like smaller than those, you know, those, like travel, those travel shots. Those yeah. are 250 milliliters. Ah. So you think a, one third, third of, of that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The world's most expensive perfume. It's disappointing that this almost affordable 50 milliliter bottle uh, will set you back $750. Fuck that shit. You know, uh, for more disappointingly, it's there's currently a bottle on eBay that starts at $9.99. <laughs> it doesn't really reflect... All the rare and precious ingredients that go into it now, does it? Still, it's got a shiny gold bottle. Oh, well, there you go. That That's will totally impress a woman in your life because it's a shiny gold bottle. Because they love shiny stuff. Number nine is Gina Quartz. They're an ugly shoe, if you don't know. I didn't know what that was. No so idea. it's an ugly shoe brought it to you by the British. Of course. Now, the Gina Quartz shoe is available... I think a lot of this is British, being it's from smashing lists. I'm right. guessing the fucking Brits. Uh, you know, they actually it was a list of ten things that the British would like to forget, but it was pretty depressing. So I decided to, to steer clear of that one. Like the perfume, guess what? The shoes are gold. Of course. And they show off how expensive they are with rhinestones. <laughs> These are only $2,100. Only. Oh, and they make a great Christmas gift because... They look like a goddamn walk around Christmas tree. <laughs> they really do. They, you know, they're red and gold and green all together. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So at number eight, the globe clutch. Oh my god, it's 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 hideous. It's it's basically a rhinestone globe that you put shit in. You know, like a handbag. That's what I guess the clutches a clutch. are. Right, yeah, okay. a handbag. Gotcha. Um only sent you back six thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Only. Why? Why might I? Might I ask? There's a lot of gems. Now, okay, so they're just gems. Oh, okay. Now, the thing about gems is that we've got volts of them, and and only a couple of released a year, and they they are basically priced however people set them to be. Yeah. There's no purpose for rocks. Nope. I, I, this is a pretty yellow rock, so <laughs> we're going to charge you $7,000 for it. That's it. While That's this rock 
is called Quartz, and it, it looks the same. That's right. And this is $13. Why would I not buy? I cannot eat either one of them. No. I'm pretty sure I can't even barter for, for what I want with either one of yeah, them. No. <laughs> I'd be like, I want a loaf of bread. <laughs> Number seven is the Crystal Lewis Red. Right up. Oh, there's my phone going up. That's my wife. I'll talk to her in a minute. Okay. Um, it's a champagne. Don't ask me champagne. to say the rest. Don't ask me. It's it's very long and confusing in French, <laughs> and you don't want me French. in French. <laughs> there was only 400 bottles of this French stuff made. Uh-oh. Oh, and uh, it's wrapped in ribbon that has been dipped in 24 karat gold. Ooh, so that makes it now, special. Now, gold, I do. I, I'm, I'm starting to learn more about gold. And I'm pretty sure that's what the aliens came here for. Right. You know, and uh, it's it's so gold has gold has its reasons that yes. are, are outside of my cerebral Good cortex. Electronics. But, yeah, yeah, I know that a buddy of mine likes to collect old cell phones and takes yeah. the precious metal out of them because uh-huh. he's meticulous and has nothing else better to do. I don't he's building know. a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, all I do is save bottle caps. <laughs> Number six is the Ralph Lauren Alligator Ricky Bag. Oh, of course, Ralph it's, Lauren. It's, yeah. It's only twenty eight grand. Only it's made of alligator skin, and it's named after Ralph Lauren's wife. Oh, oh, so that's why that makes it even because I guess her name's Ricky. Yes, <laughs> carrying around. It's, yeah, you're you're carrying around a really decent ca- car. Yeah, you know, but at least you don't have to change your bag's oil every every you know <laughs> three thousand miles. Just that stupid battery. It's got an orange gemstone in it, and once again, it's a rock. Oh, number five, we have a watch. It's the Mileage Flying Tourbillion watch. Just the name of it alone. It looks kind of fancy. You know, uh, I've never heard of the Mileage Flying Tourbillion watch, but it's only under G's. Nope, 99,000. It comes in several colors. It's got an alligator leather band. I don't know why alligators need to be harmed for, you know, that. Oh. And a seven-year guarantee. Seven years they guarantee. For $99,000, I want that shit want guaranteed for at least a thousand years. I'm just saying a Swatch solar battery will last you forever. A uh, Stein Hansen luxury accessory case. Basically for all ladies' knickknacks. Gotcha. You know, jewelry box. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it's only $100,000. Wait, I lied. $999,000. And $99. Only. Yep. It's, it's, it's quite affordable. Just $1,000 more than the watch. Quite affordable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep, so this is to put all your rocks in. <laughs> ooh, that's right. <laughs> Number uh, three. Oh, three. Is um, Audio Quest speaker cables. Oh, this one intrigues me. Okay. For our last... Amazon list. Nothing quite says I love you like speaker cables does. <laughs> and if you want to really spoil your audio lover in your life, there's a piece of cable on UK Amazon site right now for $175,000. Shown, on shown in the screenshot here. Which in pounds, that is $108,000. Oh, no shit. The review says that they're very good cables. Definitely worth paying the extra money. Right. But for, but again, it's Getting into house buying territory here. You may admire 
It's solid 100% surface silver conductors. She must really oh, want to talk to you. Oh, boy. She might want to talk to me. We got a cobble skill yellow diamond bracelet. Ooh. Rocks. And number one is an island. Oh, shit. <laughs> Only $160,000. Only it's, a- it's in Thailand. Oh, well, there you go. Beats that million-dollar island in Puerto Rico. Yep. So, uh... That is my list of expensive list? shit <laughs> that you weren't going to buy in the 60s. <laughs> nope. Can't even buy now. Shit, so why don't we get into your final song here, Let's homeboy. do it. Let's do this. My last song here is by the originator, James Brown himself. Oh! Huh. You know, because Papa, he's got himself a brand new bag. Oh, and now shit. what you knew what a brand new bag could do for a man, there we go. You could have him dancing. Oh!
one, that's the originator. Number right. two on my list, James Brown. Oh, the man. The hardest working man in show business. Yep. You know that he, uh... He had to fight for that song. Did he? Yeah, in March 1965, after a legal battle with King's Records, Brown agreed to a new contract with higher royalty rates than the previous agreement. Plus, Brown's own publishing company and complete artist, he wanted complete artist control. Brown oh. promptly went into Charlotte, North Carolina studio and cut Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and King's Records they did not care for it. They were like, "This ain't the the, the you know the James Brown we know." Right. So when they released it finally, it was such a smash hit that they had to give him like three quarters of the money. No shit. Yeah, because they didn't want to release it. Uh, wow. Jesus, well you learn something new every day, honestly. Oh, so uh, sir, it's that time of the show. What's that? It's the end. Ah, uh-huh. we should start there. We should. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything you'd like to tell these people before we uh, get on out of here? Yeah, I'd like to say namaste and thank you to all of the people that want to hear me talk for whatever God reason you're listening. And Marshall for putting up with me. My family. My wife for interrupting me all the time. There's <laughs> great people I work with. That's a great family I have. My sister's home. I love her to death. And uh, we're going to go see some wrestling tonight. Yes, sir. And next week, it's a big week. It's, it is. it's episode number 50. Episode 50. And we're coming at you correct with comics themed. And yes. we're going to have our good friend Devin on with us. For, uh, he's one of the managers up at yes, the OC sir. Comic Shop up there in New Cannot Paltz. Wait, we've been trying to get this dude on for a minute. Not really. I Not just really, but we've been him. wanting to get yeah, this guy I, on for a minute. October Sorry. was a busy Let me month. Phrase that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get him on sooner, but I yes. couldn't even get my shit together myself. That's all right though, because we got him coming in next week, episode five zero. We've been doing this shit for a minute, sir. What do you want to tell these people? Live a perfectly normal life. Except you'll never be perfectly normal, mm-hmm. and things will be all good. That's right. Keep you sticking the end. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it God only knows what I'd be without you If you should ever leave me Well, life will still go on, believe me The world will show nothing to me So what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you